Welcome everybody to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight, uh, for Freilich and Hanukkah, tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, now this show is definitely something that uh, it has a tremendous impact on, on a lot of you who are listening. I can't tell you how many calls we get and how many people hear the show. I hope they're listening tonight, even though it's Hanukkah. But tonight we're going to make the news, and that's not something we do all the time. It's not a happy topic, but it's kashrus, and it's, it's something we all have to know. And it's and it's it is like as I say, making the news. My guest tonight is Rabbi Mayor Goldberg from the Vada Kashrus of Flatbush, and what we're making the news about uh, is is a change. A very big change is taking place in our community and affecting, uh, hopefully, nobody, but in reality, it's going to affect many, many people in our community. Until very recently, the uh, Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital at 3201 Kings Highway was under the Hashgacha of Rabbi uh, Goldberg, the Vatikashras of Flatbush, and all the meals produced there were completely under his control. And they had mashkichim, and they still have mashkichim, but they had mashkichim supervising the whole process. Shabbos, Yom Tov, everything, all included. The problem is that the hospital went ahead and changed their arrangement, and they no longer have a kosher kitchen in that facility. Kosher food is available, and the details we're going to learn tonight. Rabbi Goldberg, thank you for joining us. Thank I know Hanukkah is a little harder, but it's very nice that you came from always, It's always a pleasure, Rabbi Wickham. Freilich and Hanukkah to you and to all our listeners. So not everybody even knows about Mount Sinai Beth Israel, although actually a lot of doctors affiliated there. It's, it's really a facility smack in the middle of our neighborhood. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Mount Sinai Beth Israel, or as some people call it Mount Sinai Brooklyn, and, you know, maybe a little history and, and give us an idea of your involvement and, and the changes taking place. Okay. Originally, the original name of this hospital was Kings Highway Hospital for those who've been in the community for, for many years. Um, communi- uh, Kings Highway Hospital morphed into Beth Israel Hospital and then it was uh, King, Beth Israel Hospital, Kings Highway Division, and now it's Mount Sinai uh, of Brooklyn. Um, and it, as far as my association with it, it was always a kosher facility. When I came to the VAD in 1997, it was already under the VAD's hashkocha. Uh, before, I, before I begin, I, I, I have to single out a number of individuals there at the hospital for honorable mention. Okay. First and foremost is Mr. Lynn H. Moe, who is the president of Mount Sinai, Brooklyn, who is a dear friend for many years. He, he was at Community Hospital for many years, and he moved over to Beth Israel, or Mount Sinai now. Uh, and uh, Mr. Moe has been a staunch supporter of Kashras and sparing absolutely no effort to helping us and to, and to doing whatever we need to be done. Um, Rabbi Yaakov Honig, who is the chaplain at Beth Israel, um, he is not just the chaplain. He concerns himself, and I welcome that, and, and Rabbi Honig and I have become very dear friends over the years. He concerns himself and worries about all the details, not just the chaplaincy issues, but cautious issues as well, and I'm very appreciative to him for that. Last but not least is uh, Mr. Phil Negro, who is the food service director there, who, uh, again, 
had experience in the past in kosher kitchens, but when you're put into this situation like you are in a hospital kitchen, there are totally different rules and different different rules that govern the situation. And Mr. Negro and I, again, have forged a very close working relationship. And anything that needs to be done, he does not question and he spares no effort in doing it. Now, what what took place here um, is that— First of all, let's, let's, let's sure. hear also when this happened. Right. Because it's just happening as we're talking. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it actually will begin— uh, the change in status will begin on Wednesday. Uh, so up until Wednesday, if uh, there are any patients or visitors to the hospital, any food coming out of the kitchen is still under our hashkoch. So you still have still prison coach right now, as we're speaking now. Correct. Anybody's there? Very good. I pray, Correct. Thank you for Correct. Pointing that out. So, so starting Wednesday morning with breakfast, that's when it will will start. Now, um, just a little bit of history of how we came to this point. Um, discussion started about a year or so ago. And uh, this is a, a corporate decision. This was a corporate decision. And uh, we, we, don't, we don't argue with corporate decisions, at least not at this point. We'll get more into that in a few moments. But the decision was made that they wanted to uh, modify the kosher status of the hospital. Uh, so what's going to happen is that um, there actually is a kitchen at Mount Sinai in Manhattan uh, on the Upper East Side, uh, kosher kitchen under the OU supervision. And in that kitchen, they're going to be producing uh, meat and dairy meals uh, that are called chill and heat. They're not frozen meals. The, the, you know, whoever I speak to automatically thinks that they're TV getting a, a TV dinner frozen three years ago. That's not the case here. These, these meals are actually going to be shipped into the hospital three times a week. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner meals three times a week, and they and they are kept fresh in the revolving inventory. Um, so what we have done in the hospital, and again, I must credit Mount Sinai with this, they could have said, okay, we're going to, we're not going to be kosher, we're changing the status, therefore we don't need mashkichim, we don't need a hashkocha. They didn't say that. What they said was that we want, within the context of what we would like to do, we want to try to maintain the highest standard of kashas possible. The meals will be coming into the hospital. Uh, they have purchased four new microwave ovens for the kitchen, uh, and two of those microwaves are going to be dairy, two of them are going to be uh, meat, uh, and there'll be two microwaves in the cafeteria located in the, off the main lobby. Each meal uh, takes three minutes to heat in the microwave, uh, the mashgichim will be standing at the microwaves when the for the hour and a half or hour and three quarters that it will take to heat up all the meals. The mashgich mm-hmm. will be standing in front of the microwaves, assisting in heating the meals. When the meals are done being heated, the microwaves are going to be locked up. Locks were installed today. They'll be locked up. So the scenario is that either the microwave is in operation with the mashgich standing there or it's under lock and key when the mashgiach is not standing there. And the mashgiach will be present in the kitchen at all times anyway because he'll be assisting in in other areas of... of so part of the time he won't be... Because he won't be working full-time on the, the, the meals. Correct. We've, we, we estimate about four and a half to five hours a day of heating up meals. But that's two people. 
That's no. The, well, yeah. The 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 weekday is divided between two mashgichim, and then we have one mashgich right. that handles. So the, the average weekend. person's we we working about two hours a day, two and a half hours a day, let's say, on the meals. On, on the meals. And the rest of the time, he's he's working there the eight hours. What does he be he's doing? Doing his, his supervisory, helping, answering the phones, and and you know, ordering and things like that. And he's going to be free to be able to go move into the. Food zone and, and not be uh, absolutely okay. absolutely there 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 are no restrictions on the mashgiach's movement, except the ones that I uh, imposed on them during the heating up process. Uh, once the microwaves are locked, we even told the mashgiachim. We had a meeting today. We're having another part of the meeting tomorrow. That if in the middle of heating up the meals, and this is all part of the general line of preparing the meals to go out to the patients. If in the middle of heating up the meals, the mashgiach has to answer a call of nature, the instruction is lock up all the microwaves, do what you have to, come back, and start then again. we'll start the line again. How does it work in terms of the, the meals when they're going up? I mean, if you're taking three minutes a meal... Do the meals all stay hot until the, the last guy gets the, done? The I mean, meals, a half, the, an hour and a half is a long time. Right. The, the kosher meals, they're, they're going to be put into a uh, what's called a pellet. There's a heating, there's a machine that heats up uh, a pellet, and the plate goes on top of that. And it keeps it warm for, I, I think I, I was told, about an hour it, mm-hmm. it's kept warm. And the kosher meals are going to be put separate, going up to the floor separately um, to shorten the distance and the time. That it has to be, you know, between the heating up and and the patient receiving it. Wow, that's but it's going to be a, it's going to be tight though. That was somewhat. It's a little stretch. They'll they'll, they'll definitely be chevle later. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Might have to buy a few more uh, a few more microwaves to rush it up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, so what in what way do you first of all, um, in other words, the food is coming in OU. And that's not something you're involved in, so you're not directly involved with it. No, the, the the production of the meals is totally under the OU control right. in the hospital on uh, 100th Street in the right. main kitchen. But let's say somebody, you know, we have Baruch Hashem in our neighborhood. We have people of all different stripes and <laughs> all different types. And uh, some people want this, want that. Would you be able to answer the questions that they have about the, the meals, or they would have to go to the OU to find out the details about the, uh, whatever is being served? The the um, the information as of this afternoon when I left the hospital was that they will have meals uh, available to make all groups happy. They'll have meals with the OU on it. If somebody requires a Hamish Ashkocha, they'll have meals available really, for them as well. Really, very interesting. Now, but the problem, uh, one of the things that was, was when we first talked about this, which is not so long ago, I, I, one of the things that came to my mind is how does the patient who's sitting there in the hospital, first of all, he doesn't know anything right now, except unless he listens to the show or somebody listened to the show and talk, tell them about it. Right now, they know nothing that on Thursday, they're not. They're gonna. It's gonna be. You know, all new game. How, they were just served food right from the kitchen, and now they're gonna have to order kosher. And if they have a different standard, they're gonna have to be know that there is a. It's available here, and B. They have to know how to order it. How is this all gonna work? Okay. Um, first, in terms of the the logistical issues, when someone comes either to the ER, to the emergency room, or through the front in terms of registration. Uh, they're going to be asked straight away if they want kosher food, uh-huh. straight away. Uh, so that will filter out some of the patients there. 
Now, uh, is it possible that when they finally get their kosher meal, they may want something else? It's very possible. Both meals will be stocked. So they'll be able to say, no, I don't want this, I want that, whichever one they want. Um, but the, 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 there will be enough inventory on hand to handle all the demands, mm-hmm. all the demands. Uh, but they have to know. Uh, so, how will they know so, so some of the choices we, that we're we talking have, about? We have, um, first of all, in terms of alerting the community, uh, I'm with you tonight on this radio program, right. which is, is a the, tremendous this is, help. This is launching it. This is really launching this, this project. Is unbelievable. We've we've put an ad in the FJJ. Uh, it was on kasher.com. But but being here tonight on your program is really literally reaching into everyone's home and letting them know what the changes are. Uh, and, and I would say that you know people are just listening to me, but it's really a responsibility to spread the word. This should be spread out to the rabbis and people in the community and a lot of the leaders in the community. This is an opportunity for everybody to learn, and we're going to have callers later. This is an opportunity for you to understand what's happening in your own Daladamas and affecting people who could be someone in the family or friend, and they do have to have this information. Otherwise, there's going to be a mass confusion for a long time until it settles down. Right. As as Rabbi Wicklin knows, my num- my cell number is probably the <laughs> most well-known number in the community. I, I I don't even know how many people have it, and I welcome the Rabbonim and Balabatim in the community to call me. As a matter of fact, before we go off the air, um, there I will give out an email address to someone in the the um, system, the hospital system, um, because we want people to let them know that they may not be happy with the change. Uh, again, I, I have to be makatov to the people at, at Mount Sinai. They are doing their best within the con- confines of a corporate decision. But bottom line is that we're in the middle of a very, very religious community, surrounded on all four sides by, by from community. And people in the community, the Rabbanim, the Balabatim, have a right to express their opinion. And I, I was asked to publicize an email address, and if you have any feelings about this, and I urge you to have feelings about this, don't say, it's very nice, I heard Rabbi Goldberg on the radio, and he spoke about this, and uh, like two weeks after 9-11, I was getting on a plane, and, and, and there was a guy in front of me fetching about taking his shoes off, and, and, I, and, I, and I nudged him, and I said, what are you fetching about taking your shoes off? This is for your good. Right. So let's not forget... After tonight's program, let's not forget that there's an issue that should be addressed. And, and I urge people to reach out to the person that has been designated for feedback from the community. Well, let's give out the name now. We'll, we'll mention it again later. But the, we, not everybody is here with us all time. Okay. Uh, let me just get I got to get my pen out. Okay. If you could send an email to the following email address, rk. H-A-I-T at C-H-P N-E-T dot org. It's a very fine young fellow by the name of Roman, and he is the one who is going to be the clearinghouse for the information. So I have R-K-H-A-I-T at C-H-P N-E-T dot O-R-G. Correct. And what's his last name? Kayat, uh, uh, K uh, a, a, Hyatt, actually. Oh, H A I T. Right. 
Very good. That's simple enough. The R is in the case. K is something else then. Uh, maybe it's mid, the middle initial. So, so let, let Rabbi Goldberg, so explain to us a little bit how um, when, when I'm, uh, if somebody's in the hospital and, and they, they have special dietary needs, are you going to be able to need all those needs? I mean, you know, you don't, in the old days, you could just sort of say, put something up with a, with, you know, that is, is low this or high that or whatever it has to be. But, but how is the, the patient with the special dietary needs, aside from kosher, we're talking now special, special, special. How are they going to be able to be serviced? All, all of, just like they made meals in the kitchen, they're going to be able to make these these uh, meals. There, there. I was looking at the menu today. They printed out the menu. So there's a. It's called a kosher renal diet. That's that's mm. anything that's special dietary needs. It's called a, a renal diet. So all of the the the, the low sodium needs and and all of those me- needs are going to be met uh, by these meals coming out of uh, Mount Sinai. Will there be a way in an emergency, I, mean, I don't mean emergency of 10 minutes, but I'm saying, would there be an emergency between the three times a week you get delivered, would they be able to get special delivery if you're running low on some, on some packaging? If, if need be. If need be, they have, they have arrangements. It's going to be a, an ongoing process of delivery. Well, it sounds like an interesting project. I, I, I welcome everyone to call. We uh, will definitely take your calls on this topic only, about the hospital, or if you want to talk about people who are in hospitals and issues, but we'd prefer if you could talk about this new project that is being launched this week. Our studio number is 718-683-5858 to speak to Rabbi Mayor Goldberg from the Vada Kashvis of Flappish and myself, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashvis Magazine. The number again, 718-683-5858. And the topic is the change in the certification and the change in the program, the, the kosher program at, at uh, Mount Sinai, Brooklyn, at 3201 Kings Highway, smack in the middle of our, our neighborhood. And you can also uh, text us at 347-927-8398. I just wanted to uh, address the question of the uh, visitor's cafeteria. Oh, good, on the good. on the main level, as you come into the hospital down the hall, it's it's a very small room right now, but mm-hmm. it's in the process of being expanded. Uh, so there will be kosher meals and sn- hot meals, cold meals, and snacks available for the general public. There will be two microwaves there. Now, I, I, I really can't assign a mashgiach to watch those two microwaves, but we, what we're going to do is have uh, coated padlocks on those microwaves. And um, the, there are, Baruch Hashem, there are many from doctors that work at the hospital. They will have the order that the Bika Cholom room and all, all the hospitals have, you know, code. Uh, those locks are going to have a similar code. And uh, we, we will try to get someone, either the mashkiach or one of the doctors, if a visitor needs to heat up a meal, we will try to get that done for them in the visitor's um, cafeteria. Now, so how are they, who are they coming? They're coming into the building. Where would you suggest they go to get that extra help that we're talking about? Um, there are people, there's a cashier on duty in the cafeteria, so that person, if they need to heat up a meal, can call down to the kitchen uh-huh. and ask the mashgiach to come up, provided it's not during the time that he's standing in front of the microwave heating up the patient's food. Right, right. Um, now, also, there, there is a, a little bit of a longer-term plan to bring in a vending machine, which will have sandwiches and things like that, 
That will be, I believe, the location for that will be in the lobby. But uh, they're they're working on that now. They're in discussions now, and I think it's it's nenta vivaita, as they say. It's it's closer yeah, yeah. than further, and it will be a reality. So there'll be an ample amount of food. Okay, we have some callers. Go ahead, Yaron Kashvas. Yaron Kashvas on the air. Can we help you? You're on the air. You're on, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Oh, we lost that one. Okay, the other one there. Okay, you're on Kashmir's on the air. Can we help you? Both gone? Nobody there? Okay. They were there. <laughs> we kept them waiting too long. Here's a, something that I happen to have over here uh, by Goldberg. Somebody handed me, and he pointed out that the coffee mate is an OUD. What's the, uh, and it's being sent along with different packaging. What is the chance of, the, Hello, of these things getting mixed up in the new uh, process that we have here? Well, we, what's going to happen uh, when the, the, the kosher meal is actually going to be put on the tray um, last. In other words, the line runs and they're going to be putting on uh, you know, uh, plastic silverware and whatnot. Before the tray goes on the cart to be brought up to the floors, the mashkichim are going to be looking at each one of the components, the main dish, uh, the 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 uh, whatever the creamer whatever it is the, the, their instruction is to take the extra moment even if it slows down the line they are to check each component right. on the tray of course with a fleshic meal nothing O U D or anything anything dairy right. is going to go on that tray this is a, this is the kind of thing we had I just pointed out to uh, by Goldberg in a different hospital it's not this one uh, that's uh, I assume <laughs> it doesn't say here mm-hmm. uh, it, it uh, they were serving the uh, the Milchika coffee mate, which of course is considered a non-dairy creamer, but they're you know serving it with the flesh meal as usual. Okay, we have the we have a caller. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. I'd like to know, as a point, for a point in general, how do you handle the, the cooking of food on Shabbos, and will this new change affect it in any way? We, the way we handle cooking on Shabbos before is that if you're in the hospital, you're a chaylushiyeshbo sakana. And they, they, the, the policy has always been to cook for a chayla on Shabbos in the hospital. Now the meals are fully cooked, and they're going to be microwaved on Shabbos. The mashgiach, who during the rest of the week will assist in putting food into the microwave, will not be doing that. On Shabbos, he will be an observer uh, to make sure that, uh, that everything that has to be assured is assured. But he will have no involvement whatsoever in putting the food into the microwave. Again, the food is fully cooked. He'll be supervising it. Correct. So that the, that the, the, the kashvas of the microwaves will not be, uh, will not be uh, in any way uh, diminished, but the, but the actual heating he can't do. Right. The, the, the order to the mashkichim was that you can handle the food before, you can handle it after it comes out of the microwave in terms of putting it on the cart or whatever needs to be done, but he has nothing to do with the microwaves on Shabbos or Yom Tov. Thank you Thank for you. the... Thank you for that question. Very, very pertinent question. Okay, another caller. Yaron Kash is on the air. Hello? Yes, talk up, please. Yeah, it's 7-Eleven kosher. Well, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. How did he get through? <laughs> Where was he until now? Okay. Uh, you let him go? Oh, okay. I wouldn't have let him go. I would have talked to him. Okay, but he's gone now. I think he... Listen, if you're listening to the show... So we've answered many times at 7-Eleven, it's not, it's not under any hashkocha. And uh, you should speak to your mother, your father, 
and they should speak to their Rav about whether you should be there or not. Okay, thank you for the call. I'm sorry we didn't we weren't able to answer it. Okay, you're on the air. You're on the air, please. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how will patients know, like, what are close for meal if that's the meal, the right meal is going to the right patient? I didn't, I didn't hear clearly. Can you turn it, it up a little like, bit? The, the, the patients, again, I said a few minutes ago, the patients, when they either when they come into the ER, if Ches Shalom yeah. brought in that way, or if they come in for elective surgery and elective stay, they will be asked straight away as part of the registration process if they want kosher food. Uh, and they 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 will be flagged that way right from the time that they walk through the door. But how do they make sure the right meal gets to the right person? Because like the, the, the meal the has to arrive at the patient is sealed. So it's it's going to have the original Samanikashras on it. The, I was there at the hospital today. We did a test of the microwaves and the meals, and the Samanikashras, the tape that's on it, remains intact. So it should come to the patient totally sealed, and if for some reason this patient does not feel comfortable with it, be color kavod, give it back, and tell them you want another meal. It's very uh-huh. important because sometimes there um, are compromises. How does the patient has to be told that he, in most hospitals they don't expect a sealed meal, so they have to be told in advance that they only expect sealed meals. Well, and if, if, if not if, well, like I mean, they might not be up to examining their meal before they eat it. No, they don't have to examine it. This is, you see, for, for the, I think the first question really we should answer again, even though I, I'm not in the game here. But 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 is the, how do you get to the meal you ordered, even in any of the hospital? Obviously, they have very good record keeping. Otherwise, this thing is going to close up. You give the wrong meals to the wrong people. You're going to send a lot, a lot of you're going to have a lot of lawsuits. So obviously, they have a procedure to make sure the person gets the proper meal. Now, it, it's no different here. What's going to happen is somebody's going to get this delivered. He'll tear it open and need it. What's he going to do? But but the people who are sophisticated enough to listen to the show, or as you would be nice enough to tell this with, uh, to other people and maybe to tell the Rabbonim, and maybe they'll start learning about this prop, prop, properly and spread it. Maybe a few drushes on Shabbos morning, people will understand it more. But but obviously, when something is going to, you know, it's the other way around. I might be the one to ask that I have something sealed and it be double sealed and not and not broken. In this case, it's not a problem because it's the, the kosher meals are only going into the kosher uh, the microwave. So it's not like in the regular situation where you have uh, going in with a trafe and the kosher into the same microwave. That's the whole thing we, Rabbi Goldberg set up. Let me, let me just explain. Um, th- th- there are varying uh, methods of, of serving patients in the hospitals in terms of getting the food to them. In a hospital like Lenox Hill, for example, there's a person that goes around the day before with a little handheld device, and they actually go to a patient who is in room 4103, bed B, and they ask them what they want for their meals for the next day. In other hospitals, they're not as sophisticated, and the person walks around with a form, and they say room 4013, bed B, and they write it down with a name. Now, you'll notice when the meal comes to the, to the uh, patient that they, there's a little slip of paper or there's something on there that indicates that that was the meal that was ordered. And again, uh, as I tell people, and Rabbi Wickler and I have discussed this so many times, even in a kosher store, even with a product that you know, Vadai was kosher for the last 75 years, I advocate going into the store, shopping, if you go to a chain store or a Hamish store, pick up the product, look for the hashkocha. 
put anything in your mouth. It's amazing how sometimes it's no longer on there. Yeah. (laughs) And they're shocked. But they have, that's their responsibility as a consumer. Of course, no question about it. So you check. It's, it's all, the patient has to have a stickle responsibility also. Check to see that it's the right meal. And if the patient does not feel comfortable with something, return it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and we appreciate the question. It's very, it's very pertinent. I mean, but I, I, I think, we're, I think the, the patient is, is safer than he realizes because of this fact that they're, the, they're doing the separate microwaving. And it's really but, un, totally under their but, but, control. By the way, Rabbi Wickler, you, in, in many scenarios like this, there is no mashkiach in the kitchen. Right. They have kosher meals. They have microwaves. And Rabbi Wickler alluded to this a few moments ago. They have kosher meals. They have microwaves. And the food comes hot. They're put into the same microwaves. Here, and again, I credit Mount Sinai with, with insisting that it be done this way. The mashkichim that we had before are in place. The hashkachas in place. We take full responsibility for the heating up of the meals. And that, I believe, is a unique situation, a unique situation. And Baruch Hashem, and I, and I, pray, I, I praise the people at Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai Ad Hashemayim, for, for, uh, for insisting that it be done this way. Because they could have very easily said to us, we'll be like any other hospital. And they didn't. I'd like to point out to our listeners that this, is, that this change that we're talking about is not just affecting this hospital here at uh, you know, the uh, Mount Sinai, Brooklyn, at uh, 3201 Kings Highway, but also on East 16th Street in Manhattan, there's another Beth Israel, Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital, and they had had a kosher kitchen for who knows how many years, and they've just changed over also to a non-kosher kitchen last week. They're in the process now of, of doing this, what we're talking about, and the certification for the meals is OU, meaning that the OU uh, produces it in the main Mount Sinai and ships it over to the, to the 16th. So if you know anybody in Manhattan who's utilizing that uh, Mount Sinai Beth Israel on East 16th in, in Manhattan, uh, they are going through the exact same problem. And we don't know the details. That was something that you'd have to speak to the OU about to get more details. But I assume it's a similar program where there's a warmers, uh, you know, uh, microwave warming, and, and that's done under some kind of, kind of control. That's all we could do, given the fact that they, they're providing these kind of meals now. By the way, I just wanted to make one point. Uh, the meals that will be served at Mount Sinai, Brooklyn, there will be meat meals, like chicken and, and beef. Uh, there'll be meals that are served for breakfast and lunch, which could be scrambled eggs, uh, a fish meal for lunch. Some of the meals that we, we, we ran through the system today were... Uh, a frittata and a fish meal and a meat meal. Now, the, the non-meat meals uh, are produced on dairy equipment, but according to the VOD's policy, we regard it as dairy. Um, and, and Rabbi Wickler knows that one of my projects that are not really in the purview of kashras, and, and, uh, but I'm very sensitive about it, is that there are people who have lactose intolerance Absolutely. So as I said to Rabbi Wickle before we went on the air, that I have a shulchan aruch that tells me what to do if chas and milchiks and fleishiks get mixed up. You know, I'm, I'll be hard-pressed to find in shulchan aruch what to do if somebody comes to me with lactose intolerance illness. And in an extreme case, chas v'shalom, we don't even want to think about it. We know but, what happened one time many years ago, 40 years, or 30, 40, 40 years ago. Everybody knows that case. Yeah, It's a, a very from on the product. 
was thought to be parava, and Nebuch it wasn't, and the child died. Right, right. Yeah. So we, we uh, even though we rely on the OU, we have their assurances that it's come, it's on dairy equipment. For our our policy requires that uh, we call it a dairy meal. So w- our microwaves in our kitchen are set up as meat microwaves and dairy microwaves. I want to point out also that people should get this straight. Um, dairy equipment is of two types. When somebody says it's dairy equipment, so the assumption is, oh, it's just the metal of the mis- machinery that the, 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 the pot, whatever it is, the, the retort became dairy because it was previously used for dairy. That's not always what dairy equipment means. Dairy equipment could also mean equipment that has not been cleaned, and you can have a significant amount of buildup. Now, in a factory, usually <laughs> they're cleaning the machinery just for the for the sa- for the safety's sake and the- to protect everybody. But in a facility like a, a catering hall or a- in, the- in this particular case when they're in, a- in the hospital, in the kitchen in the hospital, in that such a facility, when they say dairy equipment, you might have some real dairy in your product. It's not just a, it may not be just a crumb or a, a, a didge at the end of it. It might be a nice little lump of something that's really, milchiks could be cheesy, it's going to be in the, with the fish, because, they, because there's no way for them to possibly uh, kosher and clean the equipment on the level that they do in a factory. They're just rushing the things out, and they're making all kosher f- products in that facility, and they're making, you know, so if you would ask, they'll have to say the words dairy equipment. But we have no way to know that that's just the, the metal. It could very well be that the actual content is, is dairy there. We, we would rather err on the side of caution <laughs> and, and call it a Absolutely. dairy thing, even though you could look at the ingredients and you will find no dairy ingredients. We'd rather err I'm, on I'm, the side of caution. Yeah, I'm going to take off just a minute to speak about our sponsor, and then we're going to get right back to Rabbi Goldberg. And we welcome you to call on other – somebody waiting? Oh, then we'll take the call. I'll do that first. Good. Okay, good. You're on, you're on cautious on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes, hi. Um, I know it's not related to what you were talking about, but it's of a oh. concern. <laughs> it's a cautious concern. Um, I, I got this wonderful pistachios, and after the OU symbol, right next to it is an M, a circle with an M. The circle Have you ever the, seen that before? I, I, yes. Well, is, is this the is this the uh, this the, the yeah this the is the crescent in there? Is a crescent? Crescent. The, yeah, there's yeah. a crescent. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, that's 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 the halal sign. That's for the that's for the Muslims. That's the Muslim sign, and in, in very often you'll find it next to uh, a national hashkocha today, because the Muslims have been uh, in, in invading the territory, and they, you know, have been getting a tremendous amount of support. Uh, because there are a lot of Muslims, and a lot of them want to buy halal, and that's a halal sign. Thank you for the call. Oh, thank you. Okay, we're going to... What? I, I have to do this first. We're just going to uh, talk about our sponsor, which is Glatmart. And Glatmart, uh, you know, when you think of Glatmart, I think of uh, special, uh, special ideas. I think of price, convenience, quality. And at Glatmart, you know, we're getting uh, very... Good prices on on special items, and I, and right now during this particular week of Hanukkah, they have an entire uh, an entire uh, lineup of uh, special products, gourmet delicacies. They're making platters. Some people are uh, make it easier for their holiday celebration. 
at their, their Hanukkah celebration with the family. But you can buy fresh-cut deli platters, homemade jerky platters, vegetable and dip platters, sushi platters, smoked fish platters. The, part, the, the fish is separate from the meat. Um, and you have desserts also. They have uh, fruit, uh, fruit, fresh fruit and, uh, platters, candy platters, nuts and uh, chocolate platters. So there's wonderful opportunities there. And they have these, some of the products that are on sale starting Wednesday. These are some of the uh, meat prices. Family pack chuck ground beef, four ninety nine a pound. Whole lamb cut to your specifications, seven twenty five a pound. These are not mistakes. These are the real numbers. There, they have some amazing buying on the meat products. Um, down under row, seven ninety nine a pound. These are some of the items you could get on sale at Glotmart. And at Glotmart, you save time by using their valet parking service. Just enter Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you've purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality meets is A1. With kosher certification from the, both the Star K and the Vatikashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. And if you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell him you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air over j Radio and wish him a Lichtig and Hanukkah. And we're going to go back now to our phones. And anybody who wants to call in, let me just give you the number again, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Or you can text us at 347 927 8398. And I'm going to ask Rabbi Goldberg if you'll please give us that information about contacting if anybody would like to give some feedback about this major changes taking place in our community in the uh, Mount Sinai Brooklyn uh, Hospital where they're, they've closed down the uh, kosher kitchen and now we're getting these meals, these chill and I mean, heat and serve meals that we're getting. Um, that we're going to have, they're warmed up in the microwave and serving to the patients. They can contact, go ahead. R-K-H-A-I-T at C-H-P-N-E-T dot O-R-G. We're going to read that one more time. I'm going to... R-K-H-A-I-T at C-H-P-N-E-T dot O-R-G. And the name of the gentleman is Roman? Roman. R-O-M-A-N? Correct. Hate, hate or Hyatt, H-A-I-T. So that's who you would be speaking to or communicating with on your feedback about this new change that's taking place in the uh, Mount Sinai Brooklyn Hospital. Okay, we have another caller. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? You're on, you're on, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. You're on the air. You're live. Go ahead, please. I don't think that he's aware. Hello, you're on there. I don't think he's there. He's there, but he goes, hello. So take another caller. Yeah. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. Yes. I'd like to know if coffee filters are kosher le Pesach. Um, it, uh, the coffee filters, are they allowed to be used on Pesach? But the No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about uh, coffee filters. Uh, my husband actually uses it to filter um, 
his own wine. So I want to know whether there's any chametz in the coffee filters. I, I'll tell you, you're catching both of us tonight. I know, I know. It's a very con- interesting program. No, no, but I know. We, we, I, this is something it is very easy to find out. Okay. But I can't do it here. I don't have anything in front of me. Really, we're celebrating the holiday of Hanukkah now. <laughs> All right, and I know. You, okay. If you want to, well, you could you could contact us at the office, and I'll. Uh, I'm very it. impressed that you're thinking so far ahead. Now. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I appreciate. it. Lena, I will you, call the office. The Thank office, you very the, much. Yeah, no, okay, Bye bye. The, the office number is seven one eight. Yes. Three three six. Eight five four four. Cashless magazine, and we'll we'll be able to take care of it for you. Okay, thank you very, You're very welcome. much. Okay, that's welcome. Bye-bye. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, what's up? I have an oven. Uh, there's a tray for oven. Is anybody say Kasha? It was a tray for me. It was used. I'm sorry, with Kasha. I don't know exactly what but used by Goyim. What's the best way? Is there with the Kasha, the top and the bottom, the inside? Yeah, it takes a few, it takes a few minutes to tell you. Okay, but well, let, let's start from square one. You bought an oven or you moved into an apartment? <laughs> I bought an oven. You bought a used oven? Yes. Okay. And um, is it a commercial oven or is it a home oven? No, a home oven. Okay. It's not a convection oven? No. Doesn't have a fan assembly in the back? No. Okay. So if you will, I take it, you can do it. Well, the, there, there, are, there is a number of ways to accomplish this. The, the, the easiest way, and I think the one that's most universally accepted, is that you take out the racks, disassemble the oven, get something like St. Moritz or, or, or any kind of abrasive, coat it with that abrasive. And it may, it may require going back a number of times to do it, um, putting the abrasive on, washing it off, uh, on the racks as well. And you have to be very careful around the corners, the top of the oven, wherever there are corners, wherever the walls meet the, the ceiling or the floor, uh, be very careful there because there's mamushas in those areas. Uh, and once you know that every square inch of the interior of the oven and the door is cleaned, and if you see some discoloration, as long as it doesn't have any depth to it, if you can't touch it and feel it as you run a fingernail through it, um, then you put everything back in place. I'm talking about the interior of the oven, put everything back in place and leave it on for a minimum of two hours, but two hours not from the time that you turn it on, but give yourself about 15 to 20 minutes to allow the oven to get to the maximum heat, and then count two hours from there. That is the approach that most Rabona, most conscious agencies allow. My, my Rebbe, my, we'll get to that in one second. My Rebbe, was recommending uh, that we take those racks and put them into a self-cleaning oven right. because that reaches a much higher temperature. We're, tra- we're trying to talk about, I think, a re- regular standard old standard oven with a 550 or whatever it right. is. So, yes, for the oven itself, that would be the best we could do. But the, we could upgrade the, the racks, and uh, I would recommend that if you don't have self-clean, that you, that you give it over to somebody who does have self-clean, and that would be the way you handle that. But now let's go to the top. I, I to the to the top. If it's uh, assuming that it's the it's the conventional uh, racks that are on top, the the whatever the standard racks are, um, those should be thoroughly scrubbed, cleaned down, um, and and what happens after that is is a lot of people go wrong, and I get these calls around Pesach time that people hurt themselves and and damage the kitchens. 
Uh, people like to take aluminum foil and make a hood over the top of the stove, then turn all the burners on full blast. They don't realize that even if the fire doesn't burn through the foil, somebody gets a little bit curious to see if, if, the, if the racks get red hot and they peel back a little bit of the foil from a corner and then they get a blast of flame hitting them in the face and people get hurt. Um, what you should do is, is put the fires on, make sure that the racks are as clean as possible, put the fires on, let them burn for, again, a couple of hours just on high heat. Now, the areas in between where, where, where the heat does not hit directly, the best approach is to keep that covered at all times. But do me a favor. Please don't experiment. You're dealing with fire and people get hurt. There's, there are horror stories every year about this. Right, and, and everybody wants to be machmer, and I, I'm I'm as game as the next person for a good chumrah, but we have to be careful. That that takes precedence over everything. Okay, how you you heard from Rabbi uh, Goldberg how he would do it? I I would be one of those who would who would use the the uh, use a tin foil. But what we would do is the following: number one is we wouldn't do it over across the whole thing. Because across the whole thing is going to ruin the the my, the, the surface, the surface of the, nearby. It's going to ruin the. the uh, sorry, uh, it will ruin the all entire uh, control right. board. Right. Many oh, times I, oh, the I had control that, oh, I had board, it myself. Control I had it myself. Sure. Dead, it melts, you know? it melts so that's why we don't do it that way. All, what all we do is, is what we do is we take uh, the heavy duty, the very heavy duty, extra heavy duty, and we put it over two burners only, not four. And we make sure that it never goes back to where the control panel is. And we, we keep it on for maybe 10 minutes because by that point, you've burned everything out. It's and you never like walk away. You leave a window open and you never walk away and you never do both all four at once. That's a killer. That could destroy everything in your house, including the house. So that's for sure not to be done. And uh, this is one of the methods that is used. Um, you know, again, that you might really want to ask your own Rav if you if you have if you wanted any particulars. But I think we both covered uh, two, uh, the ways to handle it, and now I think you should ready, be ready to do it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay, you're on the air. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. So we're talking ovens and safety, and it's funny because I have a question also about you know, modernization and advancement in technology when it comes to oven use during the holidays. And if you know of any ovens right now that currently allow you to use technology to schedule an on-time, like, you know, how you will schedule an on-time for a scheduled light in your house. Well, are you talking about, like, the, the Shabbos mode ovens? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. There, there are two. There are two addresses that I can send you to. Are they good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one address is the Star K because the Star K gives hashgacha on these ovens, and they know the la- the latest in what's going on in, in, in different ovens. Okay, so the Star K you can reach. Uh, you call them at four one zero four eight four four one one zero. Again, and are they using? It doesn't work off of an app or. No, 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 hold on one It's not one. They 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 deal with many many companies that make ovens, and they are constantly working on this, and they're up to date. They'll, they'll be able to give you the latest information. That's are they affordable? Because 
I'm, you know, when I think of this stuff, I think it has to be affordable for people to. They're not selling it to you. They're going to let you know when you can go ahead on, on, on online or call a company like AJ Madison or Drimmers or Buzz and, and ask them for a price. And, and, and that's all. You know, I mean, I, they're not going to sell. The Star K is not going to sell anything to you, but they're going to be able to give you uh, places to check up the information and they're going to answer your questions. Do you have so, any experience with these kind of products? <laughs> my, me personally, no. But I'm giving you the right address. Star okay, K is the you. best address. There's another person, but I won't put it on the, on the radio. I don't want to be able to give out the, somebody's private numbers. If you contact me at the office, 718-336-8544, I'll put you in touch with somebody who is on the top of this field. But yeah, really? I don't want to do it. Yeah, but I won't do it on the radio. So if you want me to do it for you, it's 718-336-8544. That's our office. Just say you want to get the number of that, uh, you know, secret individual who knows all this stuff about the equipment, and I'll we give you. We all want to know. We all want to know to get the good <laughs> stuff. We all want. Yeah, but he, he, stuff. He, he, he's not. He's not as nice as Rabbi Goldberg to give out his cell phone to the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the call. Okay, <laughs> thank you. By the way, before we go on, yeah. Rabbi Wickley, you just yeah. reminded me. My cell number is three four seven two zero three. 0289. Once again, 347 203 That's for, for for you, for whatever it is. But but for feedback, we have to they have to send a, an email to Roman at uh, the information we gave before was what? Uh, I should I should have it memorized. I have it written down. I have it written down. Okay, it is uh fine. I have it. R K H A I T at chpnet dot org, his name is Roman Hyatt H A I T, and he is the person that is going to be taking information from you, what your feelings are and ideas, whatever it is, in reaction to the discussion we had tonight. But I want to reiterate the importance of talking to people about what you heard here tonight, because this is the only place you're going to hear it in such depth. And not going to be. You'll get a little notice in a, in, a, in a press release. It's going to be nothing. This is what. You, this is the program tonight. So if you didn't hear it during the week when they put it up, you'll be able to listen to it. This can be. This can be heard on jrootradio.com. J r o o t radio.com during the week. Just look for the Kashris on the air show and look for tonight's date, and you'll be able to hear the whole thing back. If you missed something, if if you heard the show. To call your rabbi, tell him you heard about this, let him bring it up in the shul, if you have somebody who's active in the community, whether in the Bika Cholim and the Hatzola and anything, discuss it with them. Let's open this thing up. This is a community issue that should be brought to the, to the ears of all the people who care about our community here in Flatbush and in general Brooklyn. And, and I want you to know, even if you never heard of this place, it's right smack in the middle. And if chas v'sholem, somebody is, uh, has to go to the hospital, Hatzola takes them, a lot of times they have to take them to the closest hospital. And I'm going to share with you a, a number that I know, I didn't forgot, forgot to bring it up before, Rabbi Goldberg, how, what's the percentage of people requesting kosher in this hospital? Right now, the preliminary figures, a conservative number is 25 to 30% which is a significant number. A very significant number. I doubt if the hospitals in Manhattan 
where they, you know, the big hospitals, whether they even, they come near that number. That's a very significant number. And, uh, you know, it was a wonderful thing they were doing all the years, providing a full-scale kosher kitchen with all the mesivus nefeshes involved from Meshkichim to give off a Shabbos or Yom Tov to be around there for all the service, all the meals. It's an amazing thing that we have people Absolutely. dedicated on that level. I know some of them, and, I, and I've, it's, it's been an amazing thing for me to see the love and care that they have to be able to give up their Shabbos, their Yom Tov, to be able to uh, help people keep we have We have mashkichim that, that the kitchen opens uh, about 5.30 in the morning. Rain, sleet, snow, heat. Um, we, we have mashkichim that walk in the rain and the snow and mm-hmm. the cold on Shabbos to be there to make sure that the kitchen is open, to make sure that it's covered. Right. Okay. We only have another minute. Thank you. For, uh, I just want to mention uh, quickly the few things that are no gear to me. I want to thank you very much for coming, Rabbi Goldberg. Uh, the, the, uh, we, we started this program. I'm getting a lot of calls about it. Don't call me. Come. Uh, we have a new shear that we started on Hilchas Basa B'cholov on Wednesday nights, 8.30 to 9.45, Marav following, at 1114 Avenue O. That's 1114 Avenue O. Um, it's uh, between East 12th and Coney Island Avenue in the Avrechem Shul, one flight up, 8.30 we start, and uh, we go learn Hilchas Basa B'cholov, and some people are going to be taking it all the way to get smicha, and, uh, and if not, you're not interested in smicha, but it's an opportunity to learn Hilchas Basa B'cholov properly. All the shilas that we talked about tonight, and who knows what else, a lot of practical information that I share from my, my Rebbe, uh, Rabbi Shazim, and many of his psukim, and uh, how he learned up the sugis. So that's uh, that's one thing, and I'll let, let people know also that we, if you'd like to get a copy of the Mashkich of the Year uh, story that was in our magazine, you can get that by just sending a, an email to kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, and say, Mashkich story. That's all you have to say. On the outside of it is fine. Again, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. And if people are interested in getting the magazine, the new magazine came out with the Mashkich of the Year and the new products are from the Kosher Fest. It's a fantastic issue. We're very excited about it. And uh, if you have any any uh, further questions, reach us at 718-336-8544. Thank you.